And welcome to Fumble Through, Fumble Through, a podcast that lives in an island under the sea. That's right, we're back in the adventure playground that we call the Fumble Factory, and we are excited to be here playing Dungeons and Dragons Double, Double D. With all of uh-huh. you lovely people, those of you that haven't caught up, we are playing the Dungeons and Dragons Adventure Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, the one straight out of the D&D Essentials Kit. That's right, we've moved away from Pathfinder for a small amount of time so that we can investigate the role-playing game that started all. Thank you, Gary Gygax. We are not worthy. It doesn't mean that we have given up on our previous adventure because we will return to that sooner rather than later, but we needed to prove a point to Brett that this game is better than he thinks it is. Speaking of somebody who is better than they think they are. So this whole section where he throws to me is for me to talk about social media. And I would just like to think we've been doing this over for over a year now and we have not made any any comments on this podcast so offensive that people have, you know, commented on social media oh, and okay. Okay. complained. All right. And being that I'm trying to get people to come mm-hmm. to social media and comment, that's about to change. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> okay. Why would you... Oh, that, was, you a, that to, was a good run, guys. Are you about to say you love Andrew Tate? <laughs> <laughs> what colours you'll be gaddy? <laughs> oh, so, I hate that guy. <laughs> um, this one's for uh, US viewers, listeners. Okay. Listeners. Are you two listening? <laughs> That's why it's us. So <laughs> there is um, apparently, unfortunately, over 35,000 people a year die of gun violence in America. Yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? So- I was thinking about that, right? And I think if you force every single person you're going to shoot to listen to our podcast first, oh, okay. we are going to be the biggest podcast yeah. in the world. But w- I guess what we wouldn't have is repeat listens. And there's our, and there's, there's our first complaint right there. There's our first complaint. But see, here I thought you were going to say if we get every person who is going to shoot someone to put their guns down and bring swords and shields back. Like you bring out back melee weapons and, and go back to that, that kind of uh, hand-to-hand combat duel style. Shoot him, sir. doesn't help us get listens, man. It doesn't. No, they've got to force them. And then they can shoot. <laughs> and then they can shoot. They can them. force them to no. listen and then they can shoot. Yeah. Why? This haven't, is on the cutting floor already, yeah. right? Haven't they suffered enough? There are millions of people in jails in the US. Why don't we just get them to listen? Ooh, They've got nothing better to yeah. do. That is an untapped resource. Well, that that really right is. There, right? But hang on, would it be only it'd be only one listen for it the could whole thing? Only one. We can just pipe it through the jail. Aim for the guys yeah. in solitary confinement. Yeah. Haven't they mm. suffered enough? <laughs> Might be the only thing that gets them through. So, Justin, that was called a yes and what I did to Lindsay then. (laughs) What? (laughs) Where he offered something and I yes and did it. What is that? Yep. (laughs) So, yes, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And, um, yeah, let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, in in tradition, I brought a a Black Ops eggnog stout. We've had this one before. Yes, we have. I'm so excited by this. I loved it so much. We're going to do it again. We're cracking it now. A dry Irish stout with subtle notes of nutmeg, cinnamon. This is only 1.7 standard drinks in the can. I don't want to talk to it. I want it in my mouth. Um, (laughs) But what about the... (laughs) 
<laughs> These Black Ops guys have been listening to their podcast. They've got one too. Mm. Um, it's not as good as ours. <laughs> what? Doesn't go to jails. What well, classes do they play? Uh, one, of, one of them's a brewer. <laughs> the other Drunken one, master, the other one's yeah. an innkeeper. And an accountant. <laughs> so this one has French brandy and vanilla bean. This oh. is the one that got them famous. It's like the, one of the first mm. ones they mm. put out that kind of people went, oh, hello. And they started with a stout. If you, you can hear it on their podcast. They went, we're going to start with this stout because everyone else is doing IPAs. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, God bless you. Yeah. Because mm. it is a delicious it's drop. A, it's so a, we all the, click on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, now, God. Oh, Lindsay spurted everywhere. Truth. <laughs> wow. Once you again, didn't you do that Lindsay? last time? <laughs> <laughs> didn't somebody make that? <laughs> he's, he's away from the table. He's got stout coming out his nose. <laughs> Man, that is a money shot right went, there, right? Oh, not on the D&D oh, book. Not in his book. Oh, no. So, just just for, on you know, cards on the table, I've got a head cold at the moment and I'm on some head oh, cold drugs. Yeah. So, so, drinking alcohol, great idea. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, egg Oh, my stout. Lord. That is oh, like so Christmas I mean, in is, a can, I mean, isn't it? Oh, my days. Yeah. Black hops, that is you. That is that is a thing of beauty. Mm, it's a belting one point seven units per can. So what's the it's less than this? less than the uh, fire and ice we had last time. Yes, it is. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, really nice. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, now pick up your pauldron and put down your pickaxe because it's time for something we love to do every week. That's right, the dicey question. And if you have a dicey question that you would like to ask us, just send them through on our social media and we will put them on the list, especially if that question is, why does Lindsay have to be so controversial? I mean, that's a real big question that we're all going to ask one day. This dicey question, however, is a continuation from one that we asked last time. We spent all of last time talking about board games. So this time we're going to pivot slightly and ask the question, what are the best role-playing games you have ever experienced and why are they so magnificent? So let's talk about it. Who wants to go first? Can I say Star Wars just to annoy Brett? (laughs) (laughs) I'll go first. Okay. Merp. Merp. Middle Earth role-playing was actually my first experience with role-play. What age? 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fantastic. Played a halfling. Okay. Uh, uh, can you explain Merp for people? Would that- it be a hobbit? Sorry, yes. You're absolutely right there. I'd yeah. Good on you. So yeah. what kind of system is it? Like, is it roll? Because I don't, I don't know Merp. Uh, for my memory. I've heard of all it, but- Yeah, I didn't. I only played it for a very oh, a reasonable short spell. Um, uh, it was a 2D10 based system. Okay. Um, very similar to like... Um, uh, D&D. Okay. Like it was quite loose. On, well, the way we played it was pretty loose on the rules. I mean, if I went back and looked at it again like, through the eyes of a 40-year-old, <laughs> you know, I would yeah. be like, yeah, we were just cutting corners left, right, and center, and the GM was making it up as he went along. But um, yeah, it was it was just based on, obviously, in Middle Earth, and okay. um, lots of fun. I just remember having lots of, like, stupid fun with it. It was fantastic. So in the time of, like, is this set before the ring, around the ring, or you just went, I'm just going to plonk it and I'm- You doesn't matter around about, the ring. <laughs> doesn't matter and about- And then you plonk it. In the it ring, doesn't matter about the Bilbo ring. or Frodo or, you know, like, there's no particular time. It's just so it was in around about the time of that. So, I mean, like, um, I'm pretty sure IGM put some, some Nazgul in there and things Ooh, like cool. that. So it was some 
Yeah, it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wicked cool. Yeah, I had a set of returning electric daggers that I could throw and yeah, electric. Work. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. That damage. sounds like a twelve-year-old role-playing <laughs> game to me. Yep. I mean, it was at a time when DS Nine was pretty big as well. What batteries so did they take? We had them. Um, they were dynamos. I just wind them up <laughs> and then chuck like them a sh- like a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> Going skiing. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like we had a, we ended up finding um, loads of mithril and forged a ship that oh, we called the cool. Defiant that would fire out fireballs and like torpedoes yeah. and stuff like that. So it was, just, it was that's actually a lot of silliness, cool. but yeah, yeah. it's like looking back. That's at just it, imagination yeah. running oh, wild yeah. right there, which yeah. is so good. Any other game systems that you've uh, engaged with that you like or that you've got been through? Yeah, uh, well, really. I mean, Pathfinder is really the only other RPG that I've spent an awful lot of time with. Okay. Because um, most of my time over the years has been on tabletop gaming rather than RPGs. So, okay. Yeah, that's about as um, yeah about as much as I can contribute to that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. What about you, Lindsay? Um, I've actually only ever played. I've only been playing tabletop RPGs for the last what five years okay. since I met you guys, really. Uh, but and so that means you've because you played fifth edition though, haven't you? you yeah, you're, you're playing I, that when we met you. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to play because actually I'd been listening to Critical Role and I thought that sounds like fun. So mm-hmm. I made my friends play. I've never heard of Critical Role. Yeah, this small podcast yeah, okay. company, it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, I forced my mates to get together for my 30th and we played. I DM'd a game of D and it was all right, but I prefer being a player. Okay, a player. Lots of um, computer RPGs. Big fan of Battle's oh, Gate, okay. stuff yes. like that. But not does that qualify as what we were talking about? Well, I, I was trying to stay away from the computer game yeah. world, but I guess it, they do kind of like. What do you I do love, when you oh. can't tabletop RPG? You get into that mm. world, but maybe that's a time for a different. I know we've touched on computer games and video games and RPGs before, but I think yeah, maybe computer, computer another, RPGs is a whole. It's yeah, a whole realm, niche right? oh, yeah. by oh, itself. Isn't I like. I have played another. Mm-hmm. And this is where you were going before. Star Wars. Oh, yes. The D20 Star Wars system. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good. Story. It's an excellent game. <laughs> it's an excellent game. What I love about that is like the, the one person that we play RPGs with that loves Star Wars, that's probably got more Star Wars crap than anyone else, is Brett. And we play that every time Brett can't play. <laughs> It's our fill-in game. It hasn't intentionally been that way. It just happens to unfold that way, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Because you've never- First two times by accident. Now you fuckers are doing it on purpose. Because you've never played Star Wars, any of it. And we've played, like, I think two or three iterations of the rule books. Different rule sets you've played. let's, Let's make a vow. Right. Never to let Brett play Star Wars. No, I was going to say- If we're still playing this game in 20 years' time, let's get married. (laughs) <laughs> I'll meet you at the fountain <laughs> I, I was going to say Come the next um, Star Wars day Yep We do a Star Wars special Where Brett can play A Christmas special Yeah May Star Wars Christmas special May the 4th I don't want to yeah. do that Maybe no? I don't want to play with you guys <laughs> Maybe we've got another group Playing Star Wars The Jawas of It was brutal Jawas It's such a brutal game as well Yeah it is pretty it's, brutal. It's, tears it were is, had at the table. It is pretty brutal. <laughs> Characters died. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> That's right. Yep. What yep. about you, Brett? I haven't played that much. D20 Modern was fun. I didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it because of the way you could kind of mix the the magic and the, um, mm-hmm. what's it called? Science, yes. Do you want to just explain D20 Modern? So D20 Modern's kind of, uh, it's a, 
D20 role-playing game, you roll a D20. Is it modern? Much like Pathfinder, <laughs> but set in the future. It's Dungeons so, & Dragons in modern day. Yeah, yeah. So, so Starfinder? No, not in the future, not in space. Oh, okay, so right. it's set like here and now with modern day technology, but there's an undercurrent of shadow creatures like elves and orcs. And so and they exist in magic. our world. It's got a low magic. It's mm, not a lot yeah. of magic, but there's a lot of tech. So that kind of makes up for the magic okay. stuff. Yeah. And you can kind of, you know, you do computer checks when you're breaking into place. And there's a whole computer system where, you, you know, you set up firewalls and roll for stuff. And, oh, yeah. it seems too much like real life. Pen tests happen, <laughs> you know, it's fine. So, yeah, I, I like playing that game. I had a dwarf who had a fully tripped out truck with drones that flew out of it. Oh, cool. And yeah. he, he sat a block away and kind of did recon and sent drones in to kind of fly over and help out. That game also brutal. So that game, I hold the record on most character deaths in one night. One night. So three character deaths. <laughs> In one night, they were on just trying to jump game. the same gap. No, it wasn't a jump <laughs> gap. There was a ladder involved. There I was, was going to say, was there a bridge or a ladder involved? Yeah. Failed climb checks for two of them. Um, but yeah, the, the, but that game, because you would be very low powered, but then someone with a gun would come along. And guns are just ridiculously overpowered. A little like yeah. uh, the old, st well, Starfinder is a little bit like that, but D20 modern definitely, when you've got a bow and arrow that's doing 1D8. And a gun that's doing 3D6, well, mm. you know, you've got some some issues there. And that was an issue with that game for me because why the hell would you go hand-to-hand? -hand? Like, there was no real- If you're a monk. Real reason. Yeah, but when you're only doing like 1D8 versus 3D6 of damage worth someone with a shotgun- And you have to close the range. Yeah. Yeah, so it ended up being that, that had its foibles, and probably some of the way we played it as well. I didn't mind it as much as you might. You, you you took issue with a few little moments of it that I didn't mind. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Justin got hung up on some rules. <laughs> some rules. Yeah, yeah, rules. Yeah. What? So specificity for Justin was, <laughs> was lacking. I think was there. Well, I, what I didn't like about it was the character trees. So every character, instead of being a, uh, a like a rogue or a cleric, you were a strong character or a dex character, and those characters had a, a tree system mm -hmm. that you had to sort of choose from, and that was very restrictive. Sounds amazing. I thought it's, it was. I, I thought mean, it was it's very a cool. It's okay, but if you want to break out of that and not, you know, you want to blend in some other stuff. It became very Corrali kind of stuff. But doesn't that stop people being jack of all trades then? You actually have to be quite specialised in your role? Yes, it does. But it also stops you from really customising your character a little well, bit. Like, well, you can never be jack of all trades in that character. Not like 4th edition D&D no. where it was no. like you just were good at everything. Yeah, yeah. So, what ended up happening was Dex was king because shooting and yeah. armour yeah. class. They, they were called speed characters mm. yeah, or fast characters. Mm, yeah, mm, so... Mm, mm. But there, there was an edition of that called D20 Future, which I yeah. actually really loved. I oh, actually, so that was more like Starfinder, So it? It, That's more like Starfinder. Okay. So that was uh, an IGM day campaign of that. I created like my own world and all that kind of stuff for that one. But that was, I quite liked that because there were spaceships involved and it, being in space, it made a bit more sense. But also it teched up the melee weapon. So you, instead of having just a sword, you had like a vibro blade. Yeah. And so the vibro blade upped the damage of that. So it made becoming a melee character. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I said vibro just blade. Just the way you said it, Justin. Yeah. Or you, you looked in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. 
What were you going to say, Lindsay? I just because he looked around and no one was biting that vibroblade. I'm like, no, I was like trying not to look at anybody. I looked to my left and I looked to my right. I was like, no, I can't look at anybody around the table right now, just in case. Brett was the last direction I looked because usually Brett's the one that's staring at me when something like that happens. Yeah. So Brett, is there anything other? So D twenty modern. What else? What other things? I haven't things played have you... many other RPG like tabletop RPGs. You, you arrived when we started playing we were together. Three point five. Three point five. That was you really your first interaction, and yeah. then since then we've done D twenty modern, D twenty future. Is that because I mean, like, I'm talking to a number of people. Like three point five was. The best one. Yeah. I mean, how is that for you coming into all these other systems? Like 3.5 is very similar to Pathfinder. Yeah. So three, but Pathfinder was the kind of- 3.75. 3.75. Yeah. It was it was the next iteration of what 3.5 is. So while D&D pivoted and went to fourth edition, Pathfinder then went, look, we're going to take the 3.5 rules and we're going Just to- turn it a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So essentially Pathfinder is the same rule set. You can so, use 3.5 stuff and three- the version three stuff uh, with Pathfinder. Imagine being able to play Pathfinder, that excellent rule set that is really robust in the Dungeons and Dragons world. <laughs> How cool would that yeah. be? And it, there were great. Oh, books. that's where I started. Yeah. <laughs> so, Look, it, it, I do love. Be, what happens is they get a bit unwieldy. They keep releasing stuff and then it gets a bit broken. So we got to a place where there was reserve feats where yeah. as long as I had a fourth level fireball in my kit, I could cast a powered down fireball. Yeah, we broke will. those rules a lot. And I was a sorcerer, so I always had a fireball. As long as I didn't expend all of my slots, I always had a fireball. So I was doing 3D6 fireballs at will, like, you know, going through the snow mountains, just blazing a trail. <laughs> Setting out fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and, we, and we'd played it for long enough that we knew the ins and outs and we could make pretty broken characters, mm. but we could make other characters. Like we had some really interesting party makeups and during that well, time. You as guys well. are pretty much like that with Pathfinder now. That's one of the things. I, I literally, I'm getting to the point now, like my, my latest character is just sleep strikes stuff. <laughs> that's is really that, interesting. That that's does. an interesting idea. Yeah. You should do that. It's, it's, so never seen that done effectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. So yeah, so some honourable mentions there of of some other stuff, I guess. For for me in the role playing, I've I've played quite a few things. Dungeons and Dragons definitely has been the core of my belief system. I love the fantasy role playing world. So me deviating from that is never a long term prospect because I just want to come back to dragons. It's like books I read. If they don't have dragons in them, I don't want to read them. Um, but I have played a fair bit of Vampire the Masquerade oh, as well. I've always wanted to play so Masquerade. So I played a lot of that early on in my in my D and D kind of career when Is I was getting into the Vampires and Werewolves one. Or? The Vampires and Werewolves. So there's Vampires, Werewolves, and Major uh, like, so like Twilight, right? Yeah, it's exactly like Twilight. Um, but yeah, that so that that was pretty interesting. But I played that. I didn't engage with that. Um, I because I didn't couldn't find a group back then. So I engaged with that in chat rooms and stuff. So I think I got a very different experience because it was back in the early days of chat rooms, logging in and playing with people, but playing with people without the the video interface that you would probably play with people now. It was all chat stuff, but it was really cool and I really liked it. Other other things I've loved, we, we there was a superhero one called Mutants and Masterminds that came out and there was two iterations of that. We played the first one, which did have broken. If you played the speedster character, you could kill everything. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, just even reading the rules, you just went, man, why would you never want to play that? But <laughs> what you could do is you could take your character and you could have different powers and you could basically think of any superhero and kind of make those powers happen. So, you know, I think I played a Green Lantern-y type character at one point, um, but then you could have characters that fly and, you, you know, you could say, okay, I can create these things, but then I can have super strength or I can have, be super dense or you know, be super smart, something along those lines. So it was kind of fun. Could you throw a shield that was non-magical and have it return back? You could have a shield that was non-magical and have it return to you, but I don't understand why what, you would do that. But what a ridiculous superpower being super super dense. Why would you be super dense? Super dense? Yeah. I As mean, in no intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> super dense and super smart. Yeah, yeah. like Hulk. <laughs> so. True, I suppose, yeah. Have you ever played Shadowrun? Um, Shadowrun is as close to D20 modern. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those kind of games are very similar to each other. I've never played the actual Shadowrun game. Um, Did they do a, a computer game of Shadowrun? Yeah, yeah there's a computer game great. of Shadowrun. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it good? Really good. Yeah. Like a long time ago that came out. Right? Or, yeah, they're, they're quite, quite a while. I, I remember seeing Shadowrun on the computer games. I, I think there's I like six of them, to be honest. But they're really mm. good. I've played them all. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the the... The other things like Starfinder, I did give that a go. And Starfinder, I wish that we did we we spent a little. Yeah, we we <laughs> did, did we? we did a bit of. I don't think you were around when we did Starfinder. I think you were. Uh, you guys maybe, did one game, I think, didn't or, you? or a bit. But I also played at the Pathfinder Sorry. Society. Oh, I you played, did. Yes, I yeah, played Starfinder yeah, with yeah, Pathfinder yeah. Society as yeah. well. So, um, but I, I quite like that. But I would love to get into that a little bit more. I, you know, what what disappointed me was. Space combat, wasn't it? Well, that game, I, I wanted it to be like you could take your Pathfinder character and you could transport that character with that rule set into space. And the two systems would seamlessly kind of mingle with each other. And then you could have, like, there's a thing called Spelljammer out there, which is a space wizards and stuff like that. Yep. So I wanted a a caster that you could go, okay, I came from the Pathfinder world. Now I'm in space shooting fireballs at that guy and that guy's shooting a laser beam at me. And Cause they are so close to each other, but yet they're just far enough away in rule mm. set that it, it just well, doesn't melt. One of the things I loved in that, that book though, was the, the background. Oh my God. Fantastically yes. thought out. And so the nice. The book brilliant. is beautiful yeah. as well. The artwork in yeah. it, the way they've got the new races in it. It's it is really a, have, a nicely dense. Have you thing. seen the extended race book? Yes, it is ridiculous. Yeah, like there's like a hundred or something new races you can play. And it's it's on. very very cool. Um, there is new five um, E Space Jam has just come out. Yeah, that's and, what you get. So that I, might be what you're after. Well, the reviews aren't great on that, and not what I'm seeing. It. I'm saying anyway. it might be what Justin is after. Oh, true, true. You know? I, I would be more than happy to give Starfinder a crack. Where I get confused in that is the whole premise that magic is just science we don't understand. Mm. That if you're in the future, then we understand the science. So just figure out the science. Yeah. Don't let it be magic anymore. Well, that's true. Divine, however, divine. Well, I was going to say, how do you how do you do that when you have got a fireball coming at your hand? How do you get science around that? Uh, Midi chlorians. <laughs> Good answer. It's science, <laughs> it's science I don't understand. It could be nanites, chemical it, sweat. You know. What? Have you not watched Hero Academia? Mm. He has explosive sweat. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
That works. So, so I would love to hear what other people's experiences of role playing games are because I mean we haven't talked about fourth edition, fifth edition, all of those kinds of things. Brett, I mean, and this whole thing is really around exploring different editions and what good things they have. And obviously, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Otherwise, they'll just stop there. But I want to know, like, what is the best for us as well? Because your play mm. style comes into it. Like, are you a miniatures player? Are you a role player? Do you want it in your mind? You know, all that kind of stuff. You're 100% wrong there. If what? it was perfect, they will still make it because they want more money. You mean if it was perfect, they would still They'd do another still version and change yep. it and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I go fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourth edition got panned. I. I get it, but I also don't think it was that bad. It was. It had its problems. What was the main complaint about it? It became very computer game. When you come from 3.5 where everyone, it's very specific and niche and everyone has to work together when you go like, oh, I've got a healing power, you've got a healing power, you've got a healing power, I've got a strength power, you've got a strength power. Everyone, so they, they did make it a little more computer gamey. It was World of with Warcraft. That one. Yeah, oh, a little okay. World of Warcraft. That was the big kind of thing. But when you played it, it didn't play out as much of that as you as well, people. It depends thought. on if you're doing tactical gaming or role playing and yeah. how you're playing that game. Well, right? That's all set by the DM, right? Yeah, well, but and the players, yeah, yeah, the players. Oh, yeah. how yeah. much the players jump in, right? It just people went. I'm in three point five, and I'm loving it. And then they went to fourth edition. It was such a departure from that. I think that was the big issue, the light and shade of those two editions. I think, you know, if fourth edition had come out in a different context at a different time, it probably wouldn't have been so badly received. Um, but I get it. But they, yeah, at the time I was angry that they were moving from 3.5 anyway, which well, is why we moved to Pathfinder. Well, they pulled out fourth edition because. Pathfinder had come out in, as a response to 3.5 and they oh, wanted to get so their market share back. Yeah, they wanted the distance. But they had to change it substantially yeah. to distance themselves from yeah, Pathfinder. Make, change the open game license and all that. All of that stuff. stuff. So, you know. Yeah. There, and, I mean, we can only suppose there these was things. There context at play in there. The business. A friend of mine played uh, Kids on Bikes. Kids. Oh, I've got a copy of that. Is yeah. It, and, and she loved it's, it. It's a pamphlet. She it's such a simple it. rule. She that, thought yeah. it was so much fun. She kept raving about it. So- Maybe one day we pick that one up too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Too easy. There's also a whole heap of really awesome, like, um, one-page rules where they're- like, I think that's actually their website, where they're, like-, like Hero Quest. Really simple, um, like, one-page setup. So, yeah. there's one, like, um, Bears and Bandits or something like that. Smokey. <laughs> where you basically- It's a D6 game and you roll to see what kind of bear you are. You roll to see what kind of criminal you are. And you got to try and constantly balance between the bear and the criminal side of you. And if you go too much bear, you turn feral and just run off into the wild. But if you go too much criminal, then you mm. get arrested. Interesting. <laughs> it's random, but it sounds fun. Doesn't sound like enough rules for me. You roll a D6 and you get to wear that kind of hat. The kids on bikes thing's good because if you're a big fan of things like Stranger Things, E.T., Goonies, mm. those sorts of things, that's the whole premise what? of that kind of role-playing Ooh. game. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Goonies are... Goonies RPG. You're, you're, a group, you're a group of uh, adolescents and young, young people trying to fix a problem in a local town that the adults don't lock have and an key. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Well, Paper Girls. That's how that yeah. starts. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. So, look. I mean, you talked about pamphlets before and and quick rule sets, and I guess that's how Brett views the game we're about to play right now, Fifth Edition, and. Yeah, so well, there used to be a lot more pages in my book, but I had to go to the toilet. 
<laughs> so, uh, Hurts me to my soul. <laughs> it is a beautiful book. It, it is, is a beautiful, beautiful book. book. So, look, last time we, we started this I Spy Peak thing, we and every time I say it, it sounds like I Spy to me. Yeah, yeah that was why I spy peak. I Spy Peak. Just every time you say I want to say I'm, with my little eye. Yeah, I'm going to have to put a pause. I Spy with my little eye. It's... <laughs> Could you just rename I, it Frozen Spire? Fire. Frost Spire Peak? Yeah. yeah. No, Ice Spire. I don't deviate Essential from Essential Skip. Just say the Essential Skip. Es- uh, ice Peak Spire? Yeah. Anyway, the back to that. Peak. We, so last time we did a bit of characters. We still don't really know what characters you are playing. What we do know is that you we have around this table a Ganassi- and our, our uh, we, we had to clarify the pronunciation of that. <laughs> we went to Google and pressed a button and it told us. And it wasn't what you just said. <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> what was it? Janasi. Janasi. A Janasi. Janasi. Oh, that's right, because I kept He's playing it. Janasi. Janasi's yeah. getting yeah. emphasis on the nah. Yeah. And Arakukra, a, a, a bird person. And we have a, what are you again? Halfling. Oh. An author. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and then on top of that, I mean, we have the, a halfling bard, an Arakukra sorcerer, sorcerer and a, a Gana- Janasi. I've got to stuff that up so Jen. much. Just call me Jen. I'm yeah. one of the Jens. A Janasi. What were you again? I'm a uh, uh, Earth. 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 Earth Janasi. Janasi. Yeah, that's a race. And a barbarian. A barbarian, that's right. If you get all five Janasi together, can you summon Captain Planet Janasi? There's four. No, there's the green one. The hearts have all died. (laughs) They become the avatar. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the head. (laughs) So today we want to just talk a little bit about some of the next of the character creations and then we want to get playing because i want to see these characters in action i want to learn your names i want to see who you are so the next section in the character creation section is your background so tell us a little bit about your background so we'll start with you janasi head right so um do you know my dude's name no i don't think we have revealed names yet have we well i won't reveal it just yet then okay but wait, there's more. What did you go to me first? Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> my, my dude grew up, you know, Janasi are not known for being in the world and they're, they're quite rare, uh, ostracised, moved around a bit, found himself in the military, has a military background. Oh, okay. Um, there's a story there if you want it, but I don't need to go into that now, do I? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a sergeant in the... In the military, he was on an officer track. He just found his way in there because it was the only place that would accept him. I love it. I don't need to go into that. He was a sergeant in the military. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rainy day. <laughs> he lost his children. <laughs> the He's seeking revenge. <laughs> they were killed in a shooting accident right, so where you, somebody you, forced to listen to a podcast. I say that because in, <laughs> in the background section, it does say uh, other soldiers loyal to your former military organisation still recognise your authority and influence. <laughs> you just beat me to the pip every time. <laughs> so what I had to do then was go and read up about different military organisations. Yep. What and military organisation was so it? So he was. Part of the Company of the Seeing Dawn. Okay. Um, is, is that in, Imid- in, Seeing Imid- Dawn or Seeing Dawn? From Chondath, there is a, a <laughs> Company of the Singing Dawn. Lathander? Uh, and he was in the Spears of Dawn 
subset of the subgroup of the thing. He was a sergeant <laughs> of the Spears of Dawn at Chondath, wherever okay, that yes, near, the, near the near the. All right, so the background has been fleshed out on that side of the table. We're going to move on, Luke. What background have you chosen? He's got jet black eyes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what what background have you chosen, Luke? Okay, so Arakukra uh, generally live in communities on their own, isolated yep. from uh, other aspects of mm -hmm. um, the realms and things like that. So, because um, my guy's a sorcerer with uh, of the uh, dragon Your bird, but yes, yes, I, I, he identifies as a guy. All right, is um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he's a sorcerer uh, and was born with a certain coloration. It was uh, unusual. Yeah, um, he's going to have been. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a kind of ostracized from the community. Okay, so I'm drawn to the hermit okay. background, nice. but I'm going to actually roll it. Now, what? As in, roll the roll the tables. I'm going to go with the tables now. I'm going to okay. roll the tables right. and see gonna, how we get. I love this idea. It looks like there's more info in the book than there is online. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. On oh, D and D Beyond, do you mean? I love this yeah. idea yeah, so much. More. I think yeah. uh, be prepared because I think everyone else is going to have to roll. That's a, such a great idea. <laughs> oh. So, Brett, get those dice so here we go. out. You D are going D8? into the criminal background. Here we go. D eight. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Uh, I'm rolling, uh, so I'm in the Hermit section here yep. on page 134 of the uh, Player's Handbook. Um, the D8 table here for a life of seclusion. Oh, I've rolled an eight. Let's oh, see what, what does eight, that do? An eight gets me, I was a pilgrim in search of a person, place, or relic of spiritual significance. Oh, okay. So Shit, how might off, that work? Give, no, good. <laughs> <laughs> how might that work? Because, I, you know, I for one now, we have it on record, Luke, red a rule book. I'm literally on the fly as I'm actually recording. So, okay, so let's go with. Oh, so I'm, I'm on a pilgrimage. Yeah, what kind of pilgrimage? Do, so, wait. hang on. So, um, let's go with. I'm still going to be ostracized from my community. Mm -hmm. Still going to be in a, uh, obviously in a life of seclusion. And I'm looking to find out more about my origin. Okay. I think. Like the origin of you and yeah, your. So my, so, yeah, so, yeah, so the, the reason why I've been um, cursed or blessed with yep. this ability of the of um, sorcery. sorcery. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm in search of, uh, uh, either, I, I, let's think about this. Do I want to have in searching for a, a solution to remove it or a sol understand its significance? Yeah, let's go with significance. I reckon that's okay. better. Right. Understand how to, how to figure its significance. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's go. All right. So now we're going to roll on the, uh, just the background. That was what you wanted, but you don't want personality traits. No, yeah. let's do personality traits right, while we're here. let's get personality traits as well. If we're going to do some rolling, let's roll them. So, Brett, get your dice out. You're going to be next. Then we're there is, there's, there's, hang on, right. I have, well, this is the thing. Hang on a minute there, Brett. Because right. I have the player's handbook, which will give you the background, so we can do all the rolls on the table for right. the criminal. But then I have Xanathar's... Criminal? Uh, Why am I uh, a criminal all of a sudden? Oh, that's, what, that's what you said. What? You said criminal. No, military. Oh, okay. Sorry, soldier one then, yeah. Sorry, I'm sure you oh, said Oh, no, criminal. I've got the book open to criminal. That's why I read it. I'm so, shutting my book because I'm being uh, inf influenced by my rule book. Criminal. I've also got Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which has sections on all the classes with additional roles that I can make. Oh, all or right. Why anyone of us can make. So okay. If you, if you want, right. if you want to get involved it. in that action, let's, let's uh, do that. Let's okay. do that. So, so he's uh, on personality a traits. Here we go. On a pilgrimage. Personality number two. I am utterly serene, even in the face of disaster. Oh, nice. That works well for me because Arakukra, I have a feeling we're going to get into some enclosed spaces. Yeah. And Arakukra find enclosed spaces incredibly uh, yeah. uh, they're, stressful they're because they like to be out in the open and all that. Yeah. So um, that works really well for me. So utterly serene. Okay. I like this. This is a good start so far. So, all right. Um, 
How come you've highlighted those ones already? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ideals. Oh, number eight on that one number as well. Eight. No, that's a D6. Oh, oh, already stuffed that one up. Sorry. Three. Uh, free thinking, inquiry, and curiosity are the pillars of progress. Ooh. Inquiry and curiosity. Yeah. Free, free thinking. thinking. Pilgrimage. That's okay. very unusual, Serene. I think. Free thinking. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's very unusual Searching for an Eric Kukra, actually. Hey, man. Well, they all play yo, together. I'm <laughs> an Eric Kukra, man. All right, let's see if we can unstabilize this character build so far. All right, so let's go for the bond. James. Number five. Uh, should my discovery come to light, it could bring ruin to the world. Oh. Well, the thing you're searching for. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Oh, and you know okay. that? No. Well, maybe. No. Well, that could be a nice little play. Yeah. That's very cool, too. All right. But maybe you don't care. Because maybe, you, I don't, maybe I'm just in. Because yeah, so ostracized. Yeah, maybe I was warned. Maybe I was warned. Yeah, I like that. I'm warned by my community that to, to search out any information about this would. Would so you bring can disaster stop it. Yeah, or something. And, yeah, it would bring disaster. And that's so. why they've kicked you out. That's right. They, because yeah, 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 you I'm went too inquisitive. Well, screw you. I'm going to do it yeah, anyway. Don't play my character, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a young sorcerer called Raceland who searched out the dragon orb. Mm. You heard that was a child. and then oh, said, you know. All right, let's go for that. All right, floor number two. I harbour dark, bloodthirsty thoughts that may uh, <laughs> my isolation and meditation fail to quell. Okay. <laughs> Sounds so serene. A Jackal and Hyde going on Sounds here. Sounds really serene. Death match. I'm just so, going to go with so, the, so he's a psychopath. So, like, there's a moment there, I guess. That, like, I'm thinking of how I would play that as, like, the serenity is on the surface. And you're like, just oh, calm serenity. down, calm down, calm down. Nice. Like, you know, because you've got this bubbling anger yeah. behind you. And, yeah, I you like know. that. And that works well with the whole idea. Like, because really, when, when our crew are getting close and things like that, they get very visceral yeah. and uh, very aggressive. Talons because, out. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I like that. That's yeah, good. That's very cool. Um, do you want me to keep going on the sorcerer's yeah, sure. tables as well? All right. So, um, um, Arcane Sorcerer. Origin, we don't have to roll four for that because we're already going with the Dragon Ancestry, yep, sure. uh, which will ultimately... Yep, yeah, choices okay. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, reactions. Yep. Uh, so, this is where you're looking at how your um, your character as a sorcerer, how the, uh, when I'm using magic, how it manifests visually or uh, oh, cool. uh, on my uh, personage. So, roll a d6 and I get a two. So, your powers cause destruction and even death when they become evident and you are treated as a criminal. Fantastic. This is going <laughs> so well. That's criminal. Criminal, there we go. Oh, so, so, so when you lose telling. control. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I go Death Blossom. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Treated as a criminal. And Treated there, as a criminal. Is there another table there? Yeah, there's more. Oh, how many more this tables? Is, oh, this, this is, is great. This is, yeah, this is this is what You this said is what, there were no this rules. Is what, this, this is what five is all about. This is all yeah. about the character, yeah, right? This I is like quite this. fun. So I'm going to go for I a... I mean, it's prescriptive. You don't have to do any work yourself, <laughs> but it's quite fun. <laughs> so I think there is a lot more work because you got to link these. You this is actually... You started really well. I know some uh, spanners have been thrown in, right? It started real positive and there's a real evil undercurrent. Okay, so supernatural mark. Yeah. So sorcerer at rest is almost indistinguishable from a normal person it's only when they use oh this is the bit where they use their magic and they have an actual yeah, okay. power oh, right. station so I've met that guy before yeah. supernatural, supernatural mark, mark. <laughs> number five um, are you struggling that's sad no that's sad there were some really cool ones on this list let me read 
So your eyes are a natural colour. Yeah. Um, you have an extra toe on one foot. Okay. Uh, one of your ears is noticeably larger than the other. You don't have ears. No, I know. So the one I've actually rolled was the number five, which is you wrinkle your nose repeatedly while you are chewing. You don't have a nose. I know. <laughs> you have a beak. You have a beak with wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. So my beak wrinkles. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. You want to do it again? How many choices are on that list? Six. That's pretty shit list. It's pretty It's pretty. It's limited, a pretty right? shit list. So You've got a big ear. Like if it was like your cloacas at the front- <laughs> Then I'd be giving it to you fine. But a yeah, biggie... But, uh, uh, yeah, but that's... The, I'm searching I, for a six-fingered man. It's. The, I think that there's... Okay, how about you about. take that one? So some, you, like, and meld it meld to something. It. So yeah. like, yeah. Something, something happens when you eat. Yeah. Wrinkle. Yeah. There's just seeds everywhere. Like, you something. know, the, the, he sheds seeds and eats like, or, a, or it's like, like a Muppet. You know when toucans, like, they eat, they do that. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like when you... Your beak claps together. Perfect. Yeah. I've got it. We'll get to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's well, next? Uh, just science, science of sorcery. So what I'm about to actually use my magic. Oh, number six on that one. So illusionary blue flames wreath your head as you begin your casting. Oh, oh that's the one I'm thinking about. Very cool. Blue flames. That's very cool. Right. And how many more we got? What other places um, could those blue flames wreath on yeah. that list? I don't think birds have scrotums, do they? <laughs> uh, that's it. I'm done. So. Okay. Wow. All right. Talk Brett through it. Let's go. All right. So All right. Um, you wanted the soldier one, right? Soldier boy. I, I'm a soldier boy. Soldier boy. Okay. So hermit, sage. Mrs. Brown, you've got a sailor. You don't want to be a sailor in the navy. Okay. So. Oh. Now, you see, this might actually... Well, Brett, you can do this or not, I guess, at the end of the day, because you already had some ideas about what you wanted to do. So No, I just did... No, tell him what to roll. Okay, right, so you're rolling a D8. Okay, roll a D8. For your speciality. So during your time as a soldier, you have a specific role. Three. A three is infantry. That okay. sounds right. Infantry, nice. Okay, right. so so just oh, so characteristics. So your first one's a personality trait. So D8 again. Two. Uh, I'm haunted by memories of war. I Ooh. can't get the images of violence out of my mind. Okay, nice. It's so, film memories. That, that's, I mean, that's nice, like, why you would connect with a, a yeah. character who's serene as well. Maybe haunted that's by connection. memories of war. Oh, what, was the second <laughs> what was the second bit? Sorry, hang on. Haunted what? by memories yeah. of, war. of war. I can't get images of violence out of my mind. Yeah. Send you into a rage. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Uh, so, ideal now is a D6. One. Uh, greater good. Our lot, uh, sorry, our lot is to lay down our lives in defense of others. Ooh. Good alignment. Yeah. Are you, well, alignment, something we'll get to. Yep. Okay. And now you're Bond. James. What's that? Roy rolling. Uh, D6. Six. Uh, is I fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Okay. Right. And I kill them. And now your floor, which is another D6. One. Ooh. The monstrous enemy we faced in battle still leaves me quivering with fear. Ooh. We should have to roll, roll for the mon monster. That'd be great. Nah. I don't know. I don't have a table, table for, for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that one out in, in due time. Where's your sense of adventure? It's rolling down my leg and forming a puddle in my shoe. So um, did you want to do this as well? I've got, got, it, in front got of me. it in front of you. Okay, um, Lindsay. I think Lindsay's. Are they different? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you want to do the barbarian thing? I, I will. Yeah, I will. But before okay. we go, before we go on, I've been in D and D Beyond, 
And that is very limited compared to what the books are. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. D&D Beyond only has the... Because yeah. there's only one background you can select, if I recall. Yeah, you got to buy. You got to buy yeah. D and D Beyond expansion. D and D Beyond is a money making whore. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. We don't slut shame in this group. Sorry. Okay, so we still. You want to do the barbarian yep. bit, night Yep. 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 So, okay. So, um, personal totems is one of them. If you're interested in that, barbarians yep. tend to travel light, carrying little in the way of personal effects on necessary gear. Uh, personal totem, this is sort of might be associated with the barbarian spirit. Right, roll. So it is a d6. A four. A four. A small leather pouch holding three stones. <laughs> they small represent your ancestors. Three. <laughs> they are the ancestors. They are my ancestors. <laughs> Actually, that's very that's cool. brilliant. Do that. That's very cool. A piece of your ancestors. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, next one is tattoos. So Ooh, D6 nice. on tattoos. Well, they wouldn't be How tattoos. Do tattoo they'd be, a, they'd be chisel marks. Chiseled in, like <laughs> just, etched. Look at some etching. You're engraved. Etchies. Street art. Yeah. What is it? D6. D6. Come and spray paint it in. Three. Uh, three is you, the symbols of your clan are displayed in viney patterns along your arms. Mm-hmm. Um, superstitions, D6. Ooh. Wash your face and hands. Four. Four is magical things bring trouble. Never sleep with a magic object within ten feet of you. (laughs) (laughs) Magical things bring trouble. Wow. Good thing you're not a sorcerer. (laughs) All right. Any more? Uh, That's it. That's it. Okay. So we'll leave Brett to mull on that one now. Moving over to Lindsay. Lindsay, you haven't told us what your character background is. So So halfling bard with a... An entertainer. Oh, oh you put real the anus departure. in entertainers. <laughs> so I'm not going to roll on the my entertainment routines because okay. I kind of have an idea for that. Sure. So I'm a, a author okay. by trade. That's I've been studying at um, one of the new Bard schools, the Herald Bard School, which is, and I've been doing author. And I'm a quite renowned as an author. People know me. Do you know what that Bard school is? Is it BU Bard University? Go Bulldogs! He said it was the Herald yeah, School. Yeah, it's the Herald. It's the daytime yep. one, the Herald Sun. Yeah. <laughs> the Herald H- HBU. So, basically, I, I'm I'm renowned for writing a very specific type of literature. And okay. I'm wanting to branch out from that and get into more fancy, high epic, you know, okay. sagas. Okay, sure. Um so right. it's Say no more. So, my original works were under a, a, a nom de plume. Yeah, okay. Oh. And now I'm going to start writing <laughs> under my um, my real name. Okay, all right. Um, but I will ro- roll on the personality traits okay. and stuff because that is fun. Yeah, let's see. Seven. I'll settle for nothing less than perfection. Ooh, oh, okay. That's very nice for a really bar. Well, yeah, right? that works really well. Perfection. I just imagine like a little halfling with inked fingers all the time from scribbling things out. Okay, my ideal. Beauty. When I perform, I make the world better than it was. Oh, nice. Okay. And my bond. My instrument is my most treasured possession, and it reminds me of someone I love. So okay. I'd say for that, me for me, that'd be like a quill. A quill or an ink pot or... Yeah, yeah nice. Okay. And or finally... A, or my a particular f- feather. Yeah. From a uh, Arakuka friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that's beautiful. Yeah, actually, that's, nice. that's very cool. 
Um, and for my floor, a magic pen. Imagine if it's like he's got an arrow or a feather of a quill, but the quill is down to a nub <laughs> and he needs another feather <laughs> so that he can keep writing. A scandal prevents me from ever going home again. Oh, that kind of trouble seems to follow me around. Okay. All right. That's mm. okay. Um, what, what stuff's in that bar? So, yeah, so on the bard in here, I, I think that there's going to be much you're going to want to do because you've obviously got your idea fleshed out already. So the first one is your defining works. I've got that. Yeah. I've um, got them written down and everything. Next one is your instruments. You don't need that. Don't no. need that. But then the last one is actually embarrassments. Oh, okay. I love it. All right. What am I rolling for yeah. that? So, uh, that's so the, is that so, the flaws well, type of yeah, thing that the so. other characters yeah, yeah, yeah. have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, right. uh, so the ways that a performance can go wrong are all... are. Varied as a fish in the sea. No matter what sort of disaster might occur, however, a bard has the courage and the confidence to be to rebound from it. Either pressing on with the show, if possible, or promising to come back tomorrow with a new performance that guarantees to please. Oh, okay. So, it's a d6. Go for it. Five. Five. The time on stage when your wig caught fire and you threw it down, which set fire to the stage <laughs> that's cool that's pretty cool okay that's pretty cool okay i bloody love these books yeah <laughs> really great that is really cool okay so look i guess we are we're at a point now where i just want to see these characters come to life we've talked about the classes we've given them a bit of life there's all this kind of stuff but i guess the last bit for me as a gm right here right now is how are you guys connected do you know each other are we going to have a connection before we start this is there going to be a moment like you've just heard backgrounds is there some way you can utilize that to create a little story mm. do you want to know each other do you want to meet cute as part of the uh the introduction or do you just want to jump straight into the adventure like wh where are we how do we um kind of go here so what what are you anyone thoughts I think I have a way for me and Brett to kind of know each other. Okay, um, what is it? Being that I'm kind of, you know, well-renowned, I probably need some protection from my adoring fans. Oh, from a barbarian. Because it's kind of um, a point in my thing that people know me and love me and I have some, you know, trinkets of, okay. you know, adore, adoring fans. From the Three stuff. Rock Bodyguard Guild. Yeah. So well, I, I wonder if the company of the Singing Dawn might have sought mm, out a- Maybe. Bardic, oh. famous bardic person to Company of Singing Dawn, I love it. lay his um, life on the line for, given he lays down his uh, life in defence of others and fights for those who cannot fight yeah, for themselves. So I think this might work really well. He's scared, okay. though. The monster he's scared of is bards. <laughs> <laughs> flaming <laughs> bards. Nice. <laughs> the flaming bards. Oh, my bard. God. Every time his head reefs in frame, it's just going to remind me of my embarrassment. That's beautiful. So so you two maybe have been together. Do you think you would have been together for a long period of time, a short period of time? Is this your first adventure together? Is this because we are going to start in a in a place um, and there is a chance that you've been traveling uh, from probably a bigger city to this very small country. I would of. think he's done a military. Um, Lindsay's character's done a military tour and I've just picked up a job, drummed out, like left the military organisation and went, oh, I can, there's a bit of work there. Entertain the troops. Hello, boys. <laughs> Having no yeah. idea what your previous literature was about and maybe that's what anchored it and you're moving away from I don't know. 
And uh, it could yeah. work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, but long time, short time, short time, short time. So you, you're kind of fairly new yeah. in each other's. I'd say a few months, but it'd be on the or maybe the road. yeah. So, you, so like a traveling. trip, yep. a traveling companionship yeah. is yep. what you've got. Okay. Um, how do we bring in an Arakuka? Or would do you so, guys? Do you want to be part of this yeah, at no, the no, beginning? I, I was wondering, could we could we do something maybe around the quill? So I've uh, I'm in so I reckon it's in some way linked to my ancestry, which is linked to the the solution to my um, uh, magic um, inheritance. Um, oh. You don't know that I'm interested in it, but I've come to I've oh, come like to the, seek you out like because the quill you have he it. uses is the same color as the feathers well, that the quill, you have the quill, or something. I, I suspect the quill is is a feather of an ancestor of mine or yeah, somebody. Nice. Yes, that I link into. Not necessarily the answer as such, but as a what, stepping, co- what color is stepping stone? So I'm blue. It's okay. a blue Eric. Just because I got a will. adjust my mini. <laughs> <laughs> well, it matches your dice quite well. Like, it's true. D- actually, do you want to talk about that, Lindsay? You've got a whole oh, set yes. of dice. Looking set of dice. As we've mentioned before, every time I um, make a new character, I buy a new set of dice. So um, I That's went and bought cool. these lovely dices from. Um, they are. What are they? Gorgeous. What are they called? Bre- I haven't got a name on this box. Random encounter. Random encounter no. dice. Yeah. Okay. And they're large resin, and they're purpley and bluey and glittery, and they're, they're like oversized. Yeah, yeah they are big, and they're really sharp. What edge. are they? That that would be what fifty mil maybe as a d twenty. Yeah, kind of like something like that. Four looks like it could merge. Looks like an arrowhead. Looks like a little bodkin arrowhead. I have to put a photo up on the socials. Yeah, mm. yeah we will chuck one of those up. They are a beautiful set of dice. So, so would that mean okay? So the two of you, we've got Brett's character, Lindsay's character. We'll find out your names in a second. But we also have this Arakukra character. Who do you know each other, or do you have you recently met, or is there? Yeah, recently. Or maybe this is the moment where you've set up a meeting in this place. So you've written, you've pen paled each other, (laughs) and you've asked to meet because you've heard (laughs) talk of that, and maybe because your Arakukra nature. Do you want people to know? Like, I guess. You're so far away from people. Like, if you go into a town, how do you address the real the world around you? Like, being so different. Like, how do how do you see that playing out? We'd ask me a difficult question right off the bat, right? <laughs> well, it's Can an I important just, one because you lean, lean, lean a little bit back because I, I would actually I think I want uh, the character to have been traveling for about a week. Yep, I'm sounding them out. They're okay. very they're they're not they're not overly um, you're confident like, around me. You're, you're kind of like chasing the band. So as I'm traveling, yeah, yeah. I'm from, a bit a of a groupie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tour, a, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a groupie. Yeah, um, if if I can help it, I won't go too much and, and mingle because mm-hmm. I like my space. Mm-hmm. So like when these guys are um, resting or whatever in towns, like uh, some of the background says that uh, Arakukas will sleep on roofs and things like mm-hmm. that because they like to be in that open area. So I try to keep my distance from people as much as possible. I think, but. Um, is there, is there like, a, I know that certain birds have a penchant for different things. Like when you come into a town, do all the blue things disappear? <laughs> <laughs> They're all in your nest. Uh, no, 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 nothing like that. No, no just the children. <laughs> yeah, that's Interestingly, our two okay. ca- your character doesn't want to be seen by people and people don't want my character around. And, well, not that I don't want to be seen, but I, I, yeah, I don't want to... Generally, if, if if given the opportunity, I will avoid going into large groups or avoid going into enclosed areas and things like that. But obviously, if I have to, I will. Mm. Um, so, um, I guess, yeah. 
And I would think that my character's hooked up with Lindsay's character because he wants to find some place in society and he's always been ostracised. Mm, yeah. He's always been pushed out, so maybe this bard will teach him how to yeah, make how a to friend. Okay, look, I think we're actually going to jump in. I want to learn a little bit more about your physicalities and the descriptions and names and all that kind of stuff as we uh, as we jump into the story. So without further delay, I think, unless anyone's got something to add that they want to go through, let's see how we go. So our story starts. In a world called Toral, deep in the forgotten realms on the continent of Faerun, we turn our gaze to the north near the spine of the world. Nestled in the rocky foothills of the snow-capped Sword Mountains is the mining town of Fandolin, which consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings. Crumbling stone ruins surround the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Fandolin's residents are quiet, hard-working folk who came from distant cities to eke out a life amid the harsh wilderness. They are farmers, stonecutters, blacksmiths, traders prospectors, and, for the Arakukra, children. The town has no walls and no garrison, but most of the adults keep weapons within easy reach in case of the need for arms. Um, so you get the idea that there, there has been a bit of warfare in this time. Visitors are welcome here, particularly if they have coin to spend or news to share. Whether folk have travelled here from nearby mining camps to exchange ore for a gold dragon piece or spend some silver bolts on a combat gear at the Lion Shed Costa or some copper tharns at Barthens Provisions. The odd roaming adventurer may seek glory at the job board outside the Townmaster's Hall, but one thing is for certain. In the bronzed autumn cold of the month of Elent, a warm spiced mead, steaming bowl of stew, or warm bed from the Stonehill Inn are always welcome. And we zoom in our mind's eye inside an inn, a warm Nice common room right here. The smells of roasted meats and vegetables mixed with cheery ales and mead emanate from this warm and inviting roadhouse. The common area is dominated by a large hearth with tables and booths for patrons scattered around. Drinks and food seem to be available from the short man standing behind the bar. And we zoom in to two characters who are sitting, one looking quite uncomfortable, bared in feathers, and the other cloaked a little bit in, in darkness or shade, sitting in a, one of these booths, uh, conversing with each other, and I think in a, in a pretty awkward way. We, uh, we zoom in first, I guess, to an Arakukra character. Can you, can you describe yourself to us, basically? Uh, so a booth, did you say? So Yeah, you're, or you're inside. So for some reason, you need to come in to yep. eat. Okay, yep. So I'm um, so my Arakukras around about um, uh, 5'10". 5'11 in height, uh, very, very vibrant blue feathers throughout plumage, different shades across the head mostly, but very light across the wings. Um, I'm perched on a stool rather than sitting. I'm okay. perching nice. uh, at the table. So what else did you just, this is my general demeanor. So I'm very slender looking. Um, obviously one of the major problems with Arakukra is that their bones can be quite weak. Yeah. Uh, so um, very... Very slender, just 
Um, I would imagine if you chuck water on me and my feathers clung to me, I'd look like a stick. But um, okay, uh, yeah, just just like kind of like kind of jerky re- uh, movement of the head. Mm. So I got my eyes while they're not fully on the side set; they are slightly forward. But I do have a very good like field of view around myself, so it doesn't matter whether I've got my back to the door, or whatever, because I'm okay. constantly moving my head left to right, kind of thing, and that kind of jerky classical nice. bird movement. Yeah, I've uh, I've got um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm obviously very vigilant looking nervous okay yeah and what um, is your character's name my character's name is uh nycrin oh spell that one so n-e-y-e-c-r-y-n wow nycrin so, yeah one of the things i'm going to do as well for my character the whole wrinkling something mm-hmm. thing that i rolled on there what i'm actually going to do is because i've got a dragon ancestry i've got a forked tongue oh wow what? so every time i speak that's very cool especially in common i have to articulate my tongue in a way that allows me to speak appropriately with the common language. So every okay. time I'm about to speak, I'll do the kind yeah. of noise to get my tongue in the right place before I speak. Nice. nice. Yeah. And a uh, male character or a female male, character? Male character, or? yeah. Yeah. Male, well, not the, yeah. It's very hard okay. to tell one way or the other on the observation unless somebody knows exactly what the anatomy they're looking for on a male yeah. and female. Well, because do my you lay image, eggs in the morning? Well, uh, not usually, no. <laughs> okay. Um, but obviously, because I'm an unusual colour, because yeah. uh, certainly the Arakukra from well from my area that I would look phys- physically look like, mm-hmm. you, you you don't see a blue one okay. ever. And what what kind of beak are we talking? about? hawk beak? Are so we yeah, kind of like a, a hawk beak. That's why. So my eyes are like I said, are like almost four, but not quite. They're slightly uh, so just to get that broader view. But obviously, not necessarily a predatory bird as such. Yeah. Mostly living off of um, sea, like you know um, bugs. No, 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 seeds, like, like large, large yeah, plants okay. and fruits of it. So I think of like, I suppose, more like a parrot beak, I yeah, guess. Okay. One that's for crushing large like, yeah, coconuts okay. and Little things like that. Hooked yeah, thing. powerful beak. Yeah. And, the, and the character sitting across from you, can you describe him for us, please, Brett? Where, where the Arakukra is twitchy and flighty, this is solid and immovable. This is a, a large, large, one would think a statue if you didn't know better. Mm-hmm. Hasn't moved in a long, long time. <laughs> Um, just sitting there scanning, the only thing moving is his dark, dark eyes. Oh. He's, if you look Which at his- Which you can't see anyway. Does he have pupils? Like, does no, he have whites to the eyes? No, or, it's so just even though they're dark, moving, you can't tell. It would just be a, a reflected <laughs> fraction of light going well, across the just see the whites gem. around that's, his that's eyes so cool. moving around. Yeah, if you catch cool. a glimpse of his hand, apart from this green, viney tendril of his clan group mm-hmm. uh, snaking its way up his arms- he has the colour of an unpainted mini. He's that kind of grey. <laughs> okay, yeah, nice. um, and, and kind a of- A mini washed in null model. Yeah, right? So, so and, and, you know, large, solid, kind of 250, 300 pound, kind of six foot four massive statue, yeah. statue but solid and immovable. Okay. Um, right. uh, and, and not really interacting. He, he hasn't spent a lot of time outside of- organizations that yeah. tell him what to do and how to think and where to be. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to interact. And he's quite awkward and looks to others to kind of fa- do that kind of interaction for him. Yeah. Um, What's his name? His name is Moradius. Moradius. Moradius, M-O-R-A-D-I-U-S. Moradius Stoneborn. Oh, okay. Moradius Stoneborn. So we have two characters sitting here at a at a bench at a booth, um, zooming into their interesting conversation of two probably very inept social beings. We uh, we 
zoom in to find their conversation, which is going to give us a little insight about who they are in a very short amount of time as they introduce themselves to the world. Eavesdropping. And all of a sudden, piercing this wonderful conversation between these two characters <laughs> who obviously have very little in common. No, I guess that would be your characters we, we probably would. I, I'm kind of wondering, actually, should I have done the pigeon thing and been perched on him and taking a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I guess you guys what do you are- you do for birds? You on your car and never take her out again. <laughs> And piercing the stony silence of these two characters talking, all of a sudden you guys hear a ruckus from outside. You hear some voices, uh, multiple voices that are going on a bit. And in true form, uh, in the introduction of, of this person's characters, we hear a rustling at the door. The door of the uh, Stonehill Inn opens all of a sudden and a character bursts in. Can you please describe yourself, Lindsay? You see- uh uh, about five foot tall, barrel chested human with long blonde hair and a big bushy beard. And he's wearing like a, a bright yellow cloak. He's like, A human? Okay. Moradius, quick, hold the door. I will get the door. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, my ears. <laughs> That's why he doesn't talk to me. <laughs> yes, no vocal yeah. control. Yeah. No volume control. And then he gets up and just stomp, 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 straight to the door, holds the door open. The door is open. Close it. Shut it. I will close the door. <laughs> And the, so Moradis walks to the door, shuts the door. All of a sudden, the, some of the few patrons that are in here at this time of day, it's sort of early morning at this point, um, all kind of stop and start looking around. They look up from their breakfast. You see the bartender, who is a short barrel chested guy, kind of stop what he's doing and his, his brow furrows as he's uh, like wiping up some plates and he looks over at what's going on. Oh. You see this this burly man, he kind of slouches a bit in from his, you know, pompous posture and you kind of like, see him kind of like shrink into himself. Oh, these bloody felons. Like, I just can't keep him thing. And he kicks off these two like stilted legs and then undoes his jacket to see a girdle like squishing his quite a paunchy belly into his chest, takes off the girdle, quickly turns his jacket inside out and pulls off a wig and shoves it in his backpack and he's like suddenly a- a short halfling that was obviously wearing a very well-made disguise and he's now wearing a green cloak and he's got big red sideburns and no beard and red hair. Puts a green hat on and comes and sits down at the table. Quick, let him in. I did not know how you knew my name. <laughs> um, Open the door. What is your character's name, Lindsay? Um, he is made known by a few names. Um, his actual name is J.R. Lockwood. Or- okay. Julius Regina Lockwood. <laughs> but um, his nom de plume, which he is most known for, is um, Bilson Moon. Love it. Love it. He is a, a renowned author of um, romantic novels. <laughs> Any particular titles that he's known for? Right. Yes, he is. He's, he's quite, quite a few under his belt. Um, Halflings on Horseback. <laughs> How to Ride Your Dragon. <laughs> Broke back Halflin. <laughs> a Rogue from Behind. <laughs> Warlock in the Warflower. Oh, no, that's very nice. And uh, Fifty Shades of Goliath. Uh, okay. All right. It's at that moment uh, that 
Moradius, you hear at the door like a, a, a pounding kind of, a, and you hear voices on the other side. Oh, we let him, let us in, let us in. How oh, we've got it. We love him. We just want to get a signature. We just want to get a signature. And like as as Jr. Lockwood tells you to open the door and you back away, the door opens and you see some country girls. Uh, kind of in my mind, Easy the, Im- the image of this <laughs> is about three girls that are that are kind of like the Cinderella story. You know, the sisters in Cinderella who are there. They're carrying books um, that, or like, uh, you know, tomes in their hands. And you can see plastered on the front of them, all of them share one thing in common. And it is penned by Bilson Moon at the bottom. And they, they each are looking around, flushed faces. Some of them, you know, you can tell that they, whatever's happened, they've prettied themselves up. Their cheeks are pinched. They've put their makeup on. That almost makes them look even more garish um, as, as such a small town would belie. These are probably people that that haven't used makeup very much and you you get the idea that these are miners daughters daughters from mining camps or whatever who have taken to book reading and imagination they burst in and they go where where is he oh where is that and they're looking around bilson moon we're looking for bilson moon where is he where is he and uh, JR, who's sitting at the table where you guys were both sitting, is like, oh, I, th- I think he went that way. Uh, you talking the big, big blonde fella that, you know, muscly and all that? Oh, he's, he's a big boy. I t- he's written my favourite book. Have you ever heard of Milson Boone? Let me know. And she opens the book as if she's about to read some of it to you. And she said, wait, where, where did he go? Oh, he kind of like came bursting in here and then he ran out the back through the kitchen. Oh, at this point, Lindsay, we are going to have our first roll here of the game. Go. I need you to roll me what would in this game be some type of uh, check to bluff someone. <laughs> some type of check. I don't know the rules of this game. It's becoming painfully obvious. That would be a deception a, check. A deception my check, please. Good start, guys. Decepticons. Unite. <laughs> the problem was my iPad is covering the part of my screen that has all the skills on it, and I couldn't read them fast enough. That would be a 21. Oh, on a 21, oh, you definitely roll, deceive these poor young ladies once again, and they you hear them bustle. <laughs> They walk out. All the while, there is this poor guy behind the bar who is looking quizzically, and he's like, mm. and then looks back at you guys and kind of smiles a little bit, uh, and then disappears behind, kind of gives you a bit of a wink, and then uh, disappears out the back, and you think in in the style of going to fetch some maybe some breakfast or some 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 morning. Food. I could eat. <laughs> Thank you, Moradius. You have saved me once again. I did save you. Who, who's this, your friend that you're sitting with? You know who I am. I've been tra- I? Yeah, I've been, I said I was oh, traveling you for like, the week. No, 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 no. Don't you remember me? I'm the big blue bird that's been around you <laughs> for a I week. I thought he was like following, like, you know, just following the crowd and not, not no, no, introduce no. himself yet. He's yeah. quiet, but he's been with us one week. So I'm too busy uh, yeah, pruning, been- pruning my feathers. So I'm just there to kind of like just make sure I have my feathers straight, you know, just... Oh, I'm d- I'm done with this this whole romance novel stuff. I I need to find something a bit more exciting, a bit more adventurous, and you know, not so many crazy fans, fangirls. When I was in the army, we called them bromances. You would have no idea what I had to go through to get the experiences to write those novels. The amount of money I spent on prostitutes and cure disease potions. <laughs> And with that, the uh, Burley Bartender 
uh, comes over and he goes, oh, hello, here you go, bit, bit of breakfast here, lovely jubbly, here we go. Look, what, what brings you guys here? Oh, we're just uh, travelling through town. We're, we're a part of the uh, road crew for the uh, Bilson Moon. Bilson? I never... Who's Bilson Moon? Is that some kind of truth? He's just an author. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not that good. He's all right. Thank okay. you for covering me in my hidden disguise. <laughs> well, look, I see that kind of stuff all the time. You do not want to get those miners upset when you're messing with their daughters. Oh, yes. No, I, I am quite aware. Lucky most of, them are, most of the miners are literate. Otherwise, they wouldn't let them read that filth. Are yeah. you going to eat that? <laughs> My food's finished. They're <laughs> <laughs> getting down. So, well, I guess uh, some folk like you, you're in here for a bit of mining. You, uh, you joined up with one of the local mining companies. Is that what you're doing here? <laughs> Is there a predator? Over here, over here. Yeah, joining up with some of the local mining companies, is that what you're doing here uh, in uh, in Fandolin? It wasn't our intention, but is there any adventure involved? Oh, you're here for adventurers, are you? He kind See, of looks at the rest of them and like, yes, we have adventured. Oh, well, then you probably want to go check out that billboard outside the town hall. That seems to uh, get all the adventures in there, but they... You know, things things might come up to, from time to time there. We've had a few guys come through over the last couple of months and, uh, well, we haven't seen much of them since they've uh, departed, but I can't tell you really what, what happened to them. Well, thank you very much. We might check that out. As he kind of drifts away, I'd be like, what do you say, Moradius and Nyrikrin? Do you want to join me on an adventure? I have a wonderful idea for it. You, I thought I was just here as stationary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. No, I thought because I'm going to be providing the quills, right? I thought you had, you wanted my quill. <laughs> I want your quill, but I'm here in the guise of maybe you're stationary. It just occurred to me then that might be. A, a way I mean, around. I'm quite happy with the quill I've got, but if you if you have one that you think will do well, I'm happy to give it a test for you. Maybe we could set some sort of business arrangement out. This one looks like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find, I want to write about, you know, great epic sagas. But I like, I'm really good at writing from experience. So how about we, you know, I have a list here of, uh, you know, good ex- good fantasy story tropes and ideas, like rescue a princess, slay a dragon. How Which about- one starts with job board outside the town master's hall? <laughs> well, how about we find out? <laughs> Maybe there's one to slay rats. Apparently, that's a common way to get started as an adventurer. Yes, slaying rats in a tavern is very common, is what I've heard. What, what? I should have gone for a peregrine falcon, a crew crew, right? <laughs> the, the innkeeper comes back to you in a little while with another plate of uh, food and some, some what more is the meat. Food? What is the food? It's just a, like a, a breakfast gruel, I guess gruel. it would be. Yeah, because it's early Good. in the morning, so some nice some nice gruel. It's flavoured with a bit of honey inside of it. It's uh, you know, it's, it's just mashed up oats and that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, so I kind of might, so uh, Nikrin kind of looks at that and then pulls out something that looks a little bit like a mango and starts tearing the skin off of that and eating that. Moradius grabs your bowl. <laughs> I will eat it. Yum. Yeah, and he says. Well, so uh, so tell us more about yourself. Where you come from? I wrote this down and I forgot that piece of paper. Um, originally, I come from uh, High Hold, I believe it was. High Hold. 
<laughs> no, originally it was tribal. High hold is where I've been studying my body craft. That's right. Sorry, did you say tribal? Tribal, yes. That's where I'm from. Really? It is quite near here. So you've travelled all the way from the east and you've come over here from the, from tribal. It says, oh, pleased to meet you. My name's Toblin. Which part of tribal are you from? Well, it's, it's a very small town, so pretty much, you know, we probably knew each other. Well, how old does he look? Tribor is not a small town. Tribor is a small town. Mm -hmm. Well, from when I read it in Adventure Path, it was a small town. <laughs> Just so you know, native of the town of Tribor. Because <laughs> <laughs> in, in Tales of Fandolin, it's like the, the crossroad town, and it's all taverns and... Stuff. So, I'm yeah. from John Death. Are you from there too? No, I'm from Tribal. What, well, well met, guys. Like, okay, I've just got to ask a question. Look, this is, uh, uh, mate, you are not something I've seen around here very often. Tell us about you. you got to have a story. I'm a and bard. At that, at that point, he pulls out a stool and just, like, plunks himself down at the table. And he, at the, he grabs one of the jugs and he starts drinking out of it. Like, you know, one of the mead jugs that he's dropped on the table for you. And he goes, tell us a story. you got to have a story and J a half, don't you? JR. What's your name? And he's pointing straight, he's addressing himself straight at the giant blue bird that's at the table. It's like, you guys can see this too, right? JR, knowing what he's doing, but can't help but be the centre of tension. <laughs> nice. Well, let me tell you. Nice. We once first met Nikron on, on about a week ago, I think it was. Well, I don't know what that is in bird years. <laughs> but uh, he was just travelling around um, and he had, took a, took quite an interest in me. And, I mean, who wouldn't? I'm a, such a renowned author and I've been so many places and done so many people. I mean, things with people. <laughs> See, I've gone from miles. <laughs> he yeah, never got yeah. laid to a guy that's just over it now. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he was just, you know, he was just following us around. I'm like... I also wanted to know what he's like. I'm like, Nikron, you, you, you're a bird, man. Anyway, and he has this interest in me and my quill. And I'm like, I don't really understand why. Like, he's, he's got plenty of quills of his own. <laughs> so they call you a bird man, do they? Harvey Birdman. <laughs> My name is Nikrin. I'm from Sirocco Colony. Sirocco? Sirocco, yeah. Where's that then? In Anaruk. Where's that then? Here in Faerun. <laughs> Fair call. Fair call. <laughs> so what brings you away from your people? Oh, I decided to travel. I'd heard such great things of this fantastic writer. I wondered if I could help him pen a masterpiece with one of my quills. Oh, is that is that something that your people like uh, to uh, a bit of a a badge of honour, if, if you will? Not usually, no. Oh well, okay. Are there others of yours? Not, uh, not to my knowledge in this region, no. Oh wow! Well, that you are unusual. Like, do you gather uh, people's attention? Ah, uh, usually I uh, keep my distance from people. What an interesting party you have. And it's kind of at that time he first notices the uh, the stone man who's standing 
or sitting very still now that he's eaten all of his food. I guess you've gone back to statue mode. And he's like, and and you, you're also an interesting character. Be uh, be traveling with, with, I don't mind, I don't want to be offensive here, but a bird man <laughs> <laughs> and an offling. Yes. Where where are you hail from? No, not hail. I came from the sunny coast, <laughs> the Chondath. Oh, from Chondath. <laughs> well, not from there, but that's where I was brought up. Okay. Since <laughs> 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 he's done, Luke Ladnick. <laughs> oh fuck! Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the military in Chondath. You were a military man, are you? Yep. Right. Look, I get so. I guess you're here for adventure and reasons. Yep. Is that right? Well, I can tell you something. And he kind of leans into you, and he kind of expects all of you to lean in at the same time. And he kind of grabs his drink and he brings it up to his mouth, kind of conspiratorially. And he says to you, "I heard a rumor recently." Wait! Some- wait! Wait! And. JR rummages in and gets out a book and his quill. He brings out this large quill that's like an iridescent blue with like kind of almost like sparkles in it. And he's like ready to write it down. Some folk claim that they've seen a dragon flying through the high clouds. At that distance, it's hard to gauge a creature's size, a creature with the might and strength of a dragon. But some say it's as big as an elephant with gleaming white scales and it'll eat you right up if you're in the wrong spot. That might be something for adventurers like yourselves to uh, investigate. That is on my list of experiences I want to experience. Number seven, Slayer Dragon. Only number seven? Yes. Are you you writing with the quill? Yes. Okay. I am fixated on you right now. Are you with? you should be. Yeah, I was going to say, which you're probably used to, right? Are you whispering because dragons hear very well? I'm sorry. (laughs) You were whispering. Well, uh, it's a bit of a, as they say, a rumour. Who says? They say. (laughs) Who are they? All the people. If I don't want to give up some of my sauces, if you know, nudge, nudge, wink. I don't have sauce. I had three breakfasts. I am fine. Is intelligence your dub stat by any chance? (laughs) And charisma. (laughs) (laughs) So he makes a bit of small talk with you. And over the time, like, you know, he would talk to you about the elements of the town. He starts talking to you about this is the time of of every week there, the miners tend to come in and they uh, they like to visit the Fendal and Miners Exchange so they can get their ore and they can exchange their ore for money, at which point they usually visit him and they go to the general store, which is Barthens Provisions, um, and spend up pretty big around there. Um, it's been a, quite a while since he's seen any adventurers come through. It's been uh, probably about a month or two at least since the last adventurers have wandered through this area. Um, what you guys know of this area is that it, it is 
uh, rife for people adventuring through the Sword Coast, through Neverwinter Woods, which is right next door, um, through the mountains that you have um, right near here as well. So there are adventurers that would seek uh, seek fame and fortune all through these woods. And even if you look at Fandolin, Fandolin gives you the impression that at once it was much larger than it is now. Um, it, it, something has happened to this town and it's now being rebuilt. So it looks like some of the buildings are only three or four years old. So it's only very recently that this town has started to get uh, reinvested into, if that makes sense. Can we have a room? Of course you can. That will be uh, five silvers. How- we both look at the... Uh- <laughs> Absolutely. I-, I could probably do you one better than uh, five silvers. And what's that say? I can bring you more customers. And how would you do that? I, as I said, I am a bard of some some renown. Even even if I don't go by my nom de plume, I'm sure I can entice people in with a daring story or a, a lovely song. His eyes kind of light up a bit and it's a song you say, renowned you say. I could put up a, a, a poster saying that we have the renowned author Bilson Moon here. That's what you called yourself, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe uh, we, we we go away from that. How, what, what kind of people do they like it? What kind of things do they like? I know most of this town is a bit illiterate, so would music be better? He kind of gets a little bit goes, offensive when you say like that. He kind of waves his hand and summons a loop. Yeah, he gets a little offensive when he says, are you talking tales? Well, bawdier the better. Okay. Well, I can I can do that. I know one of um, Dickie Dido with hairs hanging down to her knees. There's one white one, one black one, one with a bit of shade on. I'm going to go outside and make gravel. <laughs> what time of day is it? Morning. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you start spreading the word and we'll come back at night and we'll perform. Oh, and he starts, you can see, you know, he bustles out and you can see him start to look around where, where he can start moving tables and make a bit of a performance space. And you see him start, you know, moving bits and pieces and he walks back to the kitchen. You can hear some loud noises of a female who's obviously cooking back there. And, you know, he's obviously a little bit excited and you start hearing whispering and all of a sudden there's there's people, a lady walks out and you hear the chittering of ladies in the background going, oh, you know, and it sort of fades away a little bit, leaving you guys back to your own uh, devices. So if I'm performing as Bilson Moon, then I'm going to need some security just tonight. So just so you're aware, Moradius. No problem. I don't know if you were able to help with that at all, Nikrin, but... Maybe you could G up the crowd. <laughs> G-, <laughs> G up? Make them excited. Did you say excited? <laughs> oh, we, we don't want to do that. With, with my kind of stories, they get pretty excited as it is. We don't want them, you know, blowing all their money too early. So my character's <laughs> already thinking this is going to be a venue that's going to be full of people, so I'm likely going to be on the roof. Let's go in check the, out. Hang on, is there rafters? Are there rafters in there? Like, is it a high-roofed? No, it was, so no the, 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 the second story is actually where all the rooms are. So okay. it's a stone building with rooms in the second There's story. A banister with so, a rail a rail going up yeah, that I could the, perch on. You can probably away find a perch. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool Inside cool. the room. Uh, a small problem. Mm-hmm. I think I broke another chair. Well, that's okay. Um, I'm sure we can cover it with tonight's performance. Did you say that there was a um, uh, a board at the back or somewhere with the- Yes. Yeah. 
Let's so see. um my Crin's gonna go out and have a look at that because he's been piqued by the interest of the the, the rumor of the dragon. Yeah, to uh, the Townmaster's Hall. Yeah, let's go check out this board. And he's still writing in his book as he walks. You exit the Stonehill Inn, walking a few moments down the road to the Townmaster's Hall. The Townmaster Hall has a sturdy stone wall and a pitched wooden roof with a bell tower at the back that looks very nice for a perch. The job board next to the front door features sparse number of notices. At the moment, three in total, all written in common and in the same hand. And you can inspect those notices. You can also see that the Townmaster door is right there as well um you know if you would like to try and get inside the town masters area but you can see that there's a, a couple of notices so the first one reads like this dwarf prospectors have found ancient dwarven ruins in the mountains southwest of here and have been working on an archaeological dig seeking treasure and relics they need to be warned that a white dragon has moved into the area take the warning to them then return to the town master Harbin Wester to collect a reward of 50 GP. The second one states this. A clan of reclusive rock gnomes resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast. The gnomes of Gnomengard are known for their magical inventions, and they might have something with which to defeat the dragon. Get whatever you can from them. If you bring back something useful and don't want to keep it for yourselves, Townmaster Harbin Wester will pay you 50 GP for it. And the third and last of the notices says, The local midwife, an acolyte of Chantier named... Adabra Gwyn lives by herself in a stone windmill on the side of a hill a few miles south of Phandalin. With dragon sightings becoming more common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Urge Adabra to return to Phandalin. Once she's safe, visit the townmaster Harbour and Wester to claim a reward of 25 GP. These are the three quests that are currently sitting up there. I think we should warn the midwife. These are all fantastic. Literally all three of these are on my list. Well, the gnome one's a bit sketchy. But I have fetch doing mundane tasks for people too lazy to do it. That's a common thing I've read in adventure stories and stuff. So that's on my list. That's like number three. And rescue a damsel in distress. Warning the midwife, she's clearly a damsel. And if there's a dragon flying around, I'm sure she's in distress. What, what? What, what? <laughs> I did not say anything. Yes, the midwife. The car! <laughs> and so the three adventurers take up the tale of the midwife, and we'll find out what happens with that one next time. <laughs> that was the only one that had no caves. <laughs> it's, it's like, my guy's not going to want to go down any caves. It's 10 a.m. I need to make gravel. <laughs> Which end does that come out of? Humanoid? Do you, do you have a cloaca like? No.
Gee, that's better. <laughs> two for two for two. Two, two for two. <coughs> oh, fuck him, fuck him. Get him out of here. <laughs> Let's be fucking khakis. <laughs> Telecorectomy. <laughs> Have it as a Mars bar, some Mozzie a crim. <laughs> I keep my teeth on a jar beside the bed. <laughs> that, 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 you two really fucking listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I listened to shit out of that when I was younger. Absolutely. Jesus. It is absolutely sensational. Mm, it's sensational. <laughs> Sorry. 